following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two chances for that. Welcome to episode number 27 of The Take with Willie Mason. I'm here with the great man once again, Wally. How are we? Oh, I'm good, mate. How are you? Better. That's a better question. Do you know what? I've, I've, I've had better days. We've been crook this morning, I heard. Well, no, let's not dress it up. I went to a wedding yesterday yeah. on a Tuesday and I'm not yeah. feeling the best version of myself. But All right. nothing That's what can happens get in when people get married on a fucking Tuesday. What's, yeah, I know. Mate, Saturday, you finally, she got about four days to recover. I love you, Alex and Ian, but this is all your fault. Yep, I believe uh, you. All right, so we've caught at the take with Willie Mason because yep. you give your takes on things. I and do. something got your goat, didn't it, this week, William? Yeah. Nathan Cleary's dad, Ivan. Ivan, yeah. So did there. He came out and he. Look, Penrith are on a streak. They're going well. There's no question that they're doing well. I don't know why he bit at this, but essentially what he has said is that the Bulldogs' run of 17 games, of which you were a big part, mm. it doesn't count, Will, because you cheated. Yeah. I'm not really happy. I'm more disappointed that it, this is coming from a coach who's coaching a professional side who is going really well at the moment, and all he should be talking about is how good Penrith are going. Not about our record. Of course they would have brought that up. If he's got half a brain, he just would have went, don't worry about the Bulldogs. I'm concentrating on Penrith and trying to get as many wins as we can. We don't really give a shit about the 17 in a row. Whatever. Keep you know, keep on pushing that way. But, you know, he just, like, he, he had to have a jab at it. And in 2002, mate, like, and, and this is more disappointing, I think he was playing that year. I'm not sure, but I think he was playing for either the Warriors or the Roosters, someone like that. But like he's been he's been a player in some really good clubs. And so he should know better about salary caps and especially playing at the Roosters and some of the clubs here is that like mate, players don't know where the money's coming from. And, and I think and that's, to throw us under the bus like that is fucking poor. That's something that people really do need to understand. It's not like these players, you've got a squad of thirty players or whatever it is and everyone gets paid a certain amount. It's not like you're sitting at training going, How much are you getting paid? Yeah. How much do you get this week? Yeah, you know, yeah. the players aren't going to sit there with an abacus and a calculator and work out, oh, hang on, if I'm getting 100 and you're getting 300 and add it all up, it just doesn't happen. So the players themselves have no idea. Whenever there's a salary cap incident, it is 100% the management of the club, yeah. right? The players played that series of games and you were out on the field and you won the games. So to then say it's not – it's almost like saying Melbourne Storm didn't win the comps. They, Yeah, okay, they cheated and they probably – yeah, they, there's an asterisk. There's an asterisk, but the players themselves, they were on the field that day. You, they still, the, you, you, you can't you take it away. You take those memories away. No. And it's just it's, it's petty for him. It's petty from him. He's a grown-ass man. He's supposed to be a leader of men. And to go back to that year when he was playing, well, he should be fucking thanking us that he ever got to play in a grand final. I think mm. he played for the Warriors that year. I think so. Did he? Did he? I'll probably I have to know. Google him to see how Haven't many fucking games he played. I don't even know. Followed Nathan anyway, Dad's career. Anyway, but... Um, yeah, neither did I. But if he was playing, like I just, I just find it really disappointing. I'm on a group chat with all the boys, with all the, all the um, whole Bulldogs uh, squad there, and they were pissed, man. They're like, who the fuck does he think he is? Like all those sort of comments. Make sure you say something when you podcast. I said, 
regardless, I'm going to say something anyway. I don't need any sort of motivation. It was just poor from him, like bringing up stuff like that. Like it's not, it's tainted. Like if you beat our record, good luck. Like I will happily just say, well done, well done, Penrith. I'm not going to go run through your books and see if everybody reached the reach as the exact same money as the salary cap um, deems do. Because I'm pretty sure if you check their books and everybody else's books, they're going to be well over. So nobody, I mean, it's just petty from him. I sort of come out. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't give a shit, but like, it's just petty and garbage from a bloke who's supposed to be a leader, man. And he's, I mean, he does some petty shit. I mean, like what, doing the fingers or blowing a kiss to someone, the crowd from the West Tigers. You know, like the West Tigers are suffering from his fuck ups over there. Yeah. You know, real, you know, signing players on 750, you know, signing a three or four year deal and then bailing. Well, let's test his character. Like, well, I, th- I think it's funny too because normally coaches, if you get asked those questions, th- those sort of records, they come up every now and then. There's, you know, teams that have won a certain amount of games. And normally, if a, if a coach gets asked a question, they just come out with the full credit to the boys. We're not thinking about the records each game at a time. Like yeah. you would, if behind closed doors, you're going, do you know what? We can keep going and we might break a record, but you're not going to come out and say it. So for him to actually come out and not only not dismiss it as a, as a comment, but to also actually go into the past and have a crack at a previous era's yeah. teams, it's, 18, it's kind of 18 weird. 18 years ago. I, f- I found it weird because I didn't even know until someone put it up on our chat. And I was just like, who? I said, what the fuck is he talking about? You know what I mean? Like it's tainted and like saying that his team's going to get the 17 and if they don't get the 17, it's, you know, and ours is not, ours is not real. Like it's just like, no, it's in, it's in the books, mate. Like we played, we played, we won 17 games in a row, fair and square. We didn't know that we were over the cap. We paid the full price for it as a club and so did, so did Melbourne, so did all these other, other clubs. And it's like, you know, get along with life. Why would you even bring up old shit? It's just pathetic, man. It's petty. And you'd think from a, what, I don't know, 48, 48 50-year-old head coach, leader of men, supposedly, to come down with that petty bullshit. It's just like, I don't know, it's just a reflection of him. Yeah, it's, I, I found it's quite it dis- It's really disappointing. It's just like, what do you, why would he say that? What, what, he should be just concentrating on what's going on with Penrith this week, if they can get another win or not. Yeah, and, that's and about they it. are going End well. There. That's the difference so. between the great coaches and coaches like him. You know, he signed he signed a, like, what, a four-year deal or something with, with the Tigers, signed one to two years, wasn't going good enough, comes back to Penrith. Well, let's let's talk about the Tigers because uh, Benji Marshall, who, uh, I mean, he's had a, an, a, an amazing career. He apparently found out via the newspaper that his services were no longer required by the West Tigers. The West Tigers to the outside eye, look like a basket case. They look like a side that has got poor management. They look like Michael Maguire is doing his best, but then all of a sudden the players don't like training hard, apparently. So they don't like Michael Maguire anymore. He's a change coach. He comes in and he changes culture. He did it with South. He won a comp. He burned them all out. And then they move him on and he goes somewhere else. And that's what he's done with the West Tigers. They haven't even got to the change part because they don't like training. Well, he's at the... He's copped the, the Ivan Cleary backlash of what Ivan Cleary did a couple of years ago and just signed all these average players for, for high money, like Moses Embi, uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, Russell Packer, all these guys that are on ridiculous money, like superstar money. These guys are good players in their day, you know, but you don't sign up for that sort of, that, that sort of cash. And now, like, Madge is copping that, you mm. know. So um, I think the way that they treated Benji is embarrassing. It's he. He is a Hall of Fame player. 
He's a Hall of Fame person and he deserves better than what he got treated. For him to get shown the door via Daily Telegraph or social media or whatever it was is very, very poor and it reflects poorly, highly poorly. Does that actually go together? Highly poorly. Highly poorly. Yeah, whatever. Very poorly. Highly poorly. Very, very poorly. Fucking poorly on the West Tigers. Yeah. It is so unprofessional and it just... This is this is what they are. This, this is what they are at the moment. It's it's terrible, man. He's one of the he put West Tigers on the map. Do you know what I mean? The, the, these iconic moments, the 2005 Grand Final, that flick pass. But that's that's just the start of it. Some of the things that he's he's done for that club, and he come back to the club to save the club. He was their best player last year. This year, I think he wasn't. I don't think he deserved to get dropped. But I think they were trying to baby Luke Brooks. You know, saying, "Oh, look, uh, Benji's, you know, Benji's taking too much, um, too much of the ball. We need Luke Brooks to take over the team because he's the future of the club." Dude, you played 140 games. Get over it. Control the team. Do you know what I mean? It's just like that was not Benji's fault. He comes back. He wins another game for him. He's done so much for that team, man, and that club, and the game in general. He deserves to go out better than that. He deserved to sit down with the CEO, chairman. Coach, I mean, I know Madge doesn't know him on a personal note, like, I mean, a really personal note, like even like a Wayne Bennett. Apparently, he, he rang Wayne Bennett to see what he, what you know, that's, that's the sort of person Wayne Bennett is. He rang Wayne about the whole situation. Not sure what Wayne said, but they're, we're kind of close because he had a year at the Broncos there, but it just, it just sucked, man. I mean, I know Benji personally. I played against him, you know, my whole career. Great competitor. Just deserved to go out better than this. You wouldn't even do this to your worst player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just your average player who's a clubman who's played, you know, 200 games and no representative football, no grand finals, no nothing, you know, like, or even 100 games, they, they probably get this, this treatment. Not a person who's, you know, a Hall of Fame player and going to be one of, go down as one of your greatest players, man. It's just, it just sucks. And he deserves better. And hopefully he gets another gig because I think he should be, um, I think a team like the Bulldogs could use him. Um, you'll probably get him pretty cheap. He's going to be 36 next year. but um, They've would, signed Blake Green now. Yeah, though. but Blake Green's not going to come back till probably about round 10. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure what Kieran Foran... You can have Kieran Foran and Benji Marshall as your halves. Yeah. For less than half a mil. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and I think they could put... They could at least put a Band-Aid on that one year, you know, just a, just a quick little quick little fix... And they could do it for maybe maybe a year, and then they'll probably maybe you know Foran will go on his own way, and and probably Benji will retire, and just put some pieces around those guys because it's way better than what they got at the moment. The big thing I've I've always found it strange if you're moving a player on, you kind of got to have a better player to replace him. You know what yeah. I mean? Otherwise, why would you move him on? And I look at Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall. Would not be on big money now. There's no question. I mean, he's at the tail end of his career. And so yep. he's not taking up a huge amount of salary cap space. So getting him out isn't going to free up massive money for them to buy, a, a, you know, a better six yep. or a better seven. So who is it in that club that is going – I mean, I look at Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks, Luke Brooks to me is the prodigy that never prodigized. Mm. He was always going to be the next Joey Johns. He was going to be this. He was going to be the next everyone. And he's struggling to be the next Luke Brooks because – He's had all it this time. He looks like the next wee man. <laughs> he does. He does. Man, he he does. does. He's succeeded in that. He's succeeded. And he plays like him too sometimes. But, he does. Um, look, I, I think 
I don't understand what the plan is with the West Tigers. They're going to have to get rid of some of the high-pass players. Getting rid of... They're trying to, mate. Benji Marshall. How do you... How do you um, I know Moses Zembai, Josh, Josh Reynolds, uh, Russell Pack. I'm not sure if he's off contract. They're on some big cash. And I'm not hating on any of these dudes for getting big money. They deserve every cent they get. But the salary cap is, the salary cap is getting smashed there off about three or four players. And you can't just go to uh, Josh Reynolds, hey, we don't really like the way you're playing. You're kind of shit now. Do you mind just moving on to uh, another club and taking half a pay cut? You know, I know you're about 30, 31 at the back end of your career. You look at, as a player, you're like, fuck off. I'm staying right here. I'll be taking my and 800. And I'll be taking thanks. my 800. Mm. And if you want to play me, play me. And if you don't. If you don't. I don't care. I'll play mm. reserve grade, and you're probably going to end up having to play me anyway because your roster's not that good. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, and it's and it's it sucks. That's just the way it is. You know, it's not like the NFL where you have to be productive to get paid. You mm. only get a certain amount guaranteed. And if you don't, and and I think the league could use this in some sort of capacity, but nowhere near as ruthless as the NFL. But you know, like just the you know, if you sign these guys on these five year deals or even ten year deals. Unless you're Jason Taumalolo, but he's still got another five year five years to go. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what sort of Taumalolo is going to be like in a, in five years, so his productivity could go way down. You know, and I think you know when you get to sign these kids on ten million dollar deals over you know over ten years, you know you're going to have to renegotiate after five or six years, I think, and then go okay if your productivity is not X, Y, and Z, then your money will come down. Yeah. You know, and even when you sign a three or four year deal, when you're at the age of probably twenty nine, thirty, where where Josh Reynolds was coming from the Bulldogs. You've got to have these little things in your contract. But the CBA looks after our players, and so it should, but I'm not. I'm speaking from both ends. If you are a club or, or a player, you know, they can sort of find some sort of happy ground where the salary cap doesn't take so much of a hit. The NRL club is happy, and so is the player. You know, and when you pay this player, when you play this, pay this player out, it doesn't affect the cap so hard. Yeah. You know, because you'd want to, you know, the club will happily uh, play, pay um, Moses and a few of these other guys out, but they just can't because it'll take their cap hit. Yeah. And you, you just can't get around it. So that's probably something that the RLPA and the M and the uh, NRL can come to some sort of agreement, but it'll never happen. So you just got to deal with what you got to deal with. But Cronulla's roster is going to have a hole in it now. I mean, look, he's allowed to ch to challenge it. So Bronson Cherry has his B samples come back as a positive. So it looks like he'll be copping a four year ban, which is a real shame for four years. A, oh, look, I mean, he he has the right to appeal. So I mean, I, I he, you know, it's it's one of those things. You sort of hope the kid he's young enough if he puts his hand up and says, you know what, I did the wrong thing, mm. and becomes a redemption story if he drags it out through the press and tries to say that you know he's made yeah. he's, he had something else or the you know all those bullshit stories that come out i kissed a girl who was on the roids like all that sort of crap i think he'll do himself no favors i think he's 18 or 19 years old i think if he just puts his hand up and says you know what i, I did, did it and i and it was wrong and i'm going to go away for four years find myself become a better person come back and play yeah. football i think that would suit him better than fighting it. 100%. I've reached out to Bronson in the last four, four weeks. Uh, he got back on social media, got his number, and just sort of reached out and said, look, everybody makes mistakes. It's just how you come back from things. Don't give up. Be careful. You know, just a couple of like, encouraging words. 
I, I think the game should be looking after players like this a little bit more instead of throwing them out to the dogs and going, all right, you fucked up, we'll deal with you in four years. Like, they need to care about his mental health, they need to care about what he's doing off the field still because he's part of the NRL regardless. And I've, look, I've, I've reached out to him and said, look, we, keep, we can keep training together, we can keep working together. You know, depends if it's two or four years, you know, just don't, you know, segregate yourself from everybody else. You know, hang out, just start learning from all, all these mistakes and come back bigger, a better person, a better human being without making mistakes. You come back when he's 22, 23 years old, I'm not sure what sort of hit he'll cop, but I think the NRL should do a lot more when kids, especially this young, get dealt cards like this because he was obviously hanging around the wrong people and giving him the wrong advice. And I think it's up to the NRL and up to a lot of his friends to keep him, you know, um, just positive and, and worry about his mental health and everything like that. Yeah, I hope people get around him. I mean, it's I, I just think he probably is best at this stage, just going off into the sunset and, and getting better. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, what we might do, William, actually, I'll ask you one more question. Anthony, Anthony Griffin, um, who coached at the Broncos, which apparently is a death knell for your coaching career at the moment, and then he went to Penrith and Gus sat him down. Um, they're saying he's one of the front runners now for the Dragons job. Wow. Andrew Webster's come out, and I really respect what Andrew Webster says. I, love I think Andrew, Andrew Webster. Shout out to Andrew Webster. Yeah, but he's basically questioned. I think whether or not Griffin is actually up to coaching first grade. So, do you think the board? How much of that, when you get someone getting hammered in the press like that? Does that affect the board? Like, do the board then go, well, we can't really appoint this bloke now because people are going to go, oh, he's no good and Andrew Webster said yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, when it's out in the media and then, and I think it's – I don't think Andrew Webster was reporting anything that was false. No. Because his tenure at the Brisbane Broncos, people that I've talked to that were that had him there for a couple of years absolutely despised him and his coaching techniques. And at Penrith, the same. I say he's very basic. Yes, it's, it's – um, it's not, it's not the right sort of coach. The coach these days, if you can't manage egos, if you can't manage characters, if you can't, if you can't simplify game plans because people actually think this is a fucking game of chess, you know what I mean? It's, just, it's, it's not that complicated as a game. Some coaches try and complicate the game. And I think there are other, other coaches out there that can just maybe do a better job. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I mean, you still got Flanner there. you got Wayne Bennett who's on the open market. Mm. Yeah, um, you got David Ferner, Craig Fitzgibbon, Jason Riles. Maybe it's time for one of these guys from our generation to step up. You know, Josh uh, Josh Morris is doing a good job at Cronulla. Yeah, Todd Payton's doing. You a know, great Todd job. Payton's doing a great job. You know, maybe you don't have to be cut from the the Wayne Bennett cloth, the Craig Bellamy cloth, the Brian Smith cloth. You know, Trent Robinson. They're four of the best. Co you know, not Brian Smith, but I mean Brian Smith in his own way. His coaching technique is it works. Yeah. You know, but like these other these other young players, uh, they they played in this generation. The game has changed. Obviously, it's, it hasn't changed that much. It's all about hard work, dedication, little things, little one percenters. That's why Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy are so good because they they drive that into their players. But it's more about man management. And these guys who I'm talking about or who I just named have been coached by the best coaches. So you can pick a little bit out of Wayne Bennett, the Craig Bellamy's. Trent Robinson's, you know, like even Brian's, Brian Smith, Steve Folks, everybody has their has their um, has their bone, has their pluses and minuses, and you can and we can 
make ourselves into the, some of the best coaches. I think it's time for a new generation, to be honest. I'd give it to a young up-and-coming coach called Anthony Seabold. Yeah, and I think Seabold, he was an up-and-coming young coach <laughs> who probably just, he wanted it too bad. He wanted it too much. And then probably try to overcomplicate things like, I think they do, I think he's very Americanized. He's in the NFL and all that kind of stuff where that game is very, very complicated. If you don't understand, if you don't understand the NFL, then you'll have no, no clue what I'm talking about. But most people who do, they know everything is structured and every play is a play. Rugby league is off the top of the brain. You know, I mean, you can't coach J Jonathan Thurston when he sees uh, uh, a five-on-four down a short side and he can pull out the right play. You can't coach that. You can't. I mean, like, you, and that's what happens when you take the structure out of play and you and you take that eyes up football out of players. And that's why you see these young kids, you know, like your Luke Brooks. You know, they just wait for that third play because they know the third play comes to comes to Luke Brooks. So they don't push up. They don't see see short sides or anything like that. When JT and Andrew Johns and all these great halves, Brett Kamali, Craig Gower, Brett Finch, all these guys used to used to just play eyes up football. And it used to really mess around with the middle guys because because now you see the middle guy in in middle guys in defence they know what's going on, they know they know on the third play even in the middle of the field on the third play is probably could be the most constructive best play you can actually do but they just they it's a hit up so the defences just sit back I always tell you this is the time to have a shot at guys you can make it easy thir easy 30, 40 meters but they don't because a third hit up is always a hit up yeah. And defences know that because they, they know, because they do that. Yeah. Just maybe time for a change. All right. Well, it's time for a change in our betting habits because we can't win again. We have been woeful. Jared is waiting for us in the, uh, in the Neds studio with the cartoon of him and cartoon of Willie and Neds and nothing of me still, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Jared, how are you, mate? There's an eggplant emoji. Very right? well, guys. How are you? I said it to you a couple of weeks ago, Ian. Stars only with a cartoon so far. Let's see you get a few bets home. We'll <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'll tell you what. I have been two out of three the last couple of weeks, and the nights made me feel sick oh, watching that. That was just do? awful. But uh, the producer lost, so that made me feel a little bit better. And you tipped a winner <laughs> in the same race, didn't you, Jared? I did. Yes, yes. It was a it was a massive drifter actually, my tip in that race compared to about twenty dollars and solution. So it was a big tick all round. And big thank you, you in there, Big thank you to Jacob who made a lovely uh, a lovely picture of the producer on one of the social media things. Mm. I love that. All right, Will. Uh, okay. Yours fell over about an hour after we filmed last yeah, week. Yeah, I know that, but like people need to understand <laughs> I won about six or seven. Out of Boston. Boston won. Yeah. I think I got all my AFL tips. You know that pace? Jack Whiten, you know that pace? he scored. Crichton scored. Yeah, oh, no, it doesn't, but I'm just saying. I was just, go I, again. I was Here just you fine. go, Will. All right, well. It's um, all about finding the right six or seven. Exactly. I just should not have gone. Well. I should not have gone into <laughs> boxing. I knew no, I, was, no. I knew Zill was going to flog him. I just thought, you know, Hall might he might tough his way out. Better value. You're looking for value. <laughs> I looked for value. It was 17 nice bucks. for the multi last week. Oh, mate, the multi was great. I think. Uh, my bet will be Cronulla Sharks against Newcastle Knights. 1 to 12. Yep. Um, I'm just scrolling through and just making this oh, shit you up. Are so, too. This is good. Uh, this is the Bulldogs, I'm going nice. to back against the Gold Coast Titans. 
Literally going Just exactly opposite what I'm doing. Um, I reckon the Canberra Raiders will upset the Roosters. 1 to 12. Okay. Stop now. Stop now. Yep. And I think any time scorer. Oh. <laughs> my any time <laughs> scorer will be. I don't know what from what team. Um, from the Sydney Roosters, I think it'll be Anthony Tupo and uh, Tupanua. Anthony Tupo. And you'll Not Tupo. Anthony Tupo. Who retired eight years ago. One to 15 years, yeah. Anthony Tupo. Tupo, yeah, the one I played <laughs> with. Uh, one I, the one I played with years ago, Anthony Tupo. <laughs> Tupo and Sorry, Tupanua. Tupo. Who was your other one? Tupanua. Tupanua. Okay, let me dig him out. Hang He's on. He's been killing it on that, right ed- on that right edge. He has been killing it. We're going Tongan specials here. Yeah. The two Tongans. Do you see the amount of Tongans out there last week? There was a lot. Oh, mate. There was Repres- a lot. Representing hardcore. So okay, well, we're, that's a five We've been having multi. a little bit of fun with this the last yeah. couple of weeks. We're not looking at 8,000 this yeah. week, Will. <laughs> what area do you think we're sitting in this week? Maybe 150. Oh, no one here. We are looking at $263.01. It's, it's gettable. It's gettable. It's gettable, guys. Well, it's going to be a handsome little collect if we get there. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be good. Yep. Was, <laughs> it's going to be good. That was – all right. It could have been worse. Uh, all right. So my one, Jared, I am going – I bet he goes the line on four games. Oh, no, three games. <laughs> three. Uh, three games, Will. Jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's go Knights, Roosters, and Titans line so that we're going directly against Will. Directly. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. One gets up. This is what, what one is more oh, hey, hey. likely. It's a win. Do you know what? One of us wins. Yeah, good. That's all right. This but is what we, by any time try scores. This is where production meetings would come in handy, yeah. so that we could discuss what we were going to do beforehand and maybe trying. Then there'd be no authenticity in this show. No. You like all the rest of the bullshit no. shows. Where's the character in that? Well, exactly. look. From my perspective, round seventeen is full of good contests. Certainly, if betting is to be believed. I think your multi's getting away. On probably the hardest leg here, Ian. Look, seventh versus eighth. Knights were bloody awful last week. How bad? The Sharks are going to be without Sean Johnson this week. A massive, massive loss for them. I think this one could go either way, but the line is only a point and a half. We really only have to scrape home on that one. The Roosters should be getting the job done too. In saying that, we did think that would be the case earlier in the season and a pretty understrength rate. 7.30 in Canberra. Is awful. Roosters can't play yeah. their flamboyant sort of football. Seven thirty is going to be awful. That, that ball's like a cake of soap. So it'll be it'll be played through the middle. It'll be a low scoring game, and I just think Canberra might get them because they've got a couple of pommies there that are used to playing in that dog shit weather. So I just think the Elliot Whiteheads, the John Batemans, uh, George Williams, all those blokes are, are used to that sort of weather because it's seven thirty down there. It's going to be it's going to be cold, miserable, even though the sun's up. But it's a 7.30 game. I played in those conditions before on Saturday night, and it sucks. You know, the, best, the best thing was yeah. Mooseheads after. Yeah, it's a good joint. That's <laughs> right. it. So yeah. based around that, it'll probably be 68 to 54 Roosters over camera game. that game. So it's <laughs> nice and close. Yeah, I, could, I could regret <laughs> that bit. The producer uh, – no, I'm, I'm going to be nice about the producer today. I'm not the best version of myself, and I'm feeling a bit emotional and sentimental. Do you want so I'm going to say, I do actually want a hug. Uh, the producer, he's been he's been good, hasn't he lately? I mean, not good enough to get a win or anything, but you know, he's been he's lost a lot of weight. That's nice. 
You should see his designer beard. It's beautiful. He doesn't. He doesn't been drinking. I mean, there's a lot of positives about Craig. There really is. He doesn't been drinking. He hasn't. Yeah, I (laughs) am. No. So let's. Sorry. You go, mate. Say something nice about Craig. I was just going to say, Ian, your defence on the argument against the producer. This is probably actually the longest dry spell he's had without a winner since we started doing this. So. Probably do a win here. Mate, I can tell you Craig's been in a very, very long dry spell. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the betting. Uh, All right, mate. So what has he come up with? My phone's ringing because I'm extremely popular. (laughs) We've got a real show tonight for everyone. He's... He's taking us back to the uh, back to the races. Randwick race three number two. This horse is called Petronius. Uh, look, we went up with a little under five dollars the field for this race this afternoon, so it's about as open as it gets at Randwick on Saturday. This horse, Petronius, look, he hasn't been seen at the races since May, but he really doesn't know how to run a bad one. He's won two two of his seven starts so far, placing on four other occasions. Both of his runs last preparation were good in saying that they were in Warwick Farm Midweek Company. This is a step up in class from that. We are taking $8 for the win, though. So if he gets up, it's going to be a nice little fill-up for our bank and for our club at the end of the season. That's good. That's uh, I really hope Craig does well this week because I really like Craig. Craig's wonderful. And, uh, you know, everyone should like Craig. We should have a Craig show. Breakaway. The take with Craig. Uh, all right, so... Sounds good. Is that... No, sounds good. I'm out of here, boys. Uh, is that it? That's it. That's all. Jared, thank you very much. We're still... We're waiting on some clubs. We're doing some more... We've been doing uh, a bit, yeah. We're doing a bit more filming with one of the local clubs around I'll be, here. I'll be down at Clovelly at Burroughs Park tomorrow, around about four o'clock. Um, your young boy plays for the Clovelly Crocodiles. He does. Man of the match last week, actually. Maybe Finn should come up and... Um, ask Punch you in the Uncle, nuts. Uncle Willie how to play. <laughs> I've taught him nothing, and uh, yeah, and I think there's been a bit of uh, there's been a bit of movement from Bungendore as well. They're going to get some stuff for us as well. So, yeah. mate, thank you very much. You are doing a great thing for us. We love talking to you. Ned's have been a huge supporter of ours, and you're an extremely handsome man. Go, and I and love go Brisbane every- Lions. We love the Brisbane Lions. Ned's box. Just- Ned's box for us. <laughs> Yes. You need to talk to someone at a bit oh, higher mate. pay grade than me for that. No, nah, no, nah, I know that bloke. Every I'm going to come to him. Here in Brisbane. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. Mate, if you've got a cartoon, you pull strings. We will see you next week, mate. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks see very you, much, guys. I enjoy the footy this weekend and good luck, brothers. Thanks, pal. See you, mate. Thanks, guys. Uh, yes, I don't have to. It's um, my turn. Oh, is it? Yeah, I want to do it. What? Gamble responsibly, <laughs> please. I think I did this week. There are a number of games this week that, as we have discussed with Jared, are pretty hard to pick on a punting front. Um, And there's also a couple of games that, well, they're tight. I mean, I don't know if they'll be good games. It's going to be a hard round. It's going to be a hard round. It's a hard round. Did I get six or seven last week? I think you got one more than me. So I think that means you're like 43 behind me now. I'm coming. I'm chasing you. You know it. Uh, The first game of the weekend is... The high-flying Penrith Panthers, who... I hope they get beat. Who are trying to beat a record that doesn't exist. Yeah, You cheat. And they're playing against the Anthony Seaboldless Broncos, who have basically lost all interest to me now because... I just think they should Seabold's bring... Play. I think they should bring Seabold back. Let's get a hashtag bring Seabold hey, back. Can we get him back? Because they were just as bad without him. There who, was, who was the coach? Peter Gentle. Wow. He's very gentle. He was gentle. So were the so gentle. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, no pain, Haas, man. That was that was pretty big. Um, but they last week. I mean, come on, man. Like they still got they still got a stack side. Katoni Stags, that right side defense was was amateur hour. Do you know what I mean for the Broncos? They were just going down that edge the whole game and just destroying him. It was so embarrassing, man. Like I just, I looked at. I was just very like I I know the Roosters are a very good side. And but when you're man on man and you're just going down short sides and um, you know J Moz puts a little bit of a move on you flicks a ball out to Tupo he passes back inside was, they were like training runs yeah they were it doesn't it doesn't happen at NRL level and then Kentony Stags Kentony Stags is one of the superstars uh, up up and coming superstars in the game but like what were their wingers doing what was the inside pressure doing it was just it was diabolical man like fifty eight twelve. Like that's just—it's ridiculous, man. This is the NRL. This is the NRL side, man. It was just like it was an absolute carve up, and I think I don't think the Broncos fans can expect anything more. Well, because if the I, dogs- honestly, I honestly thought the Roosters w- were going to win, but I back what I back them one to twelve. Yeah, I was so anyway. close. I was wondering. I, I must have got the score on. They score twelve. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Broncos score twelve. <laughs> Perfect. Come on, can I go back, Neds? One. Can I go back? One to twelve. <laughs> uh, so if the, well, if the dogs had beaten Canberra, then they would have ended up mm. on the bottom. Exactly. And if I think if the same thing, I mean, with their four and against, they're minus twelve billion. So yeah. if they end up Not on the good. bottom, equal with well, points, you know, if the dogs gonna... can, dogs can get that win up against the Titans this week, and obviously I think Penrith will win, then the Broncos will get the wooden spoon, which that club will never ever forgive. That's this squad that's been playing because yeah. they just don't get the wooden spoon. I, I feel sorry for Patrick Carrigan. I I think he rips in really well yeah. every week, and he's been made captain. I, look, I actually after Cleary's little comment today, it hurt my feelings too, Will, on your behalf. So I hope the Broncos win that game. They won't. So do I. But I, I mean, hope they do. You're paying Haas back, Reese Kennedy. I mean, I just look at that team and go, you know what? You, you just. It's not a bad team. It's not a bad team. It's a team that can upset a lot of teams. You know, you've got Corey Oates back. Still got, you know, Herbie Farmer, Katoni Staggs. It's, um, but that the forward pack, Payne Haas, Reese Kennedy, Fafita, T.O., Carrigan. You know, they can they can match it against anyone, which is it's that's the, probably the most disappointing thing about their, those guys this year because, you know, we, when I say Bulldogs, they're like, oh, well, they're pretty much predicted to lose every game. But the Broncos, everyone just keeps giving them that little bit of hope because they know what what sort of power they possess. But they're not going to win this. Nah. Every game they play, they'll be the underdogs. So every game they play is an upset. And the only thing that's getting upset is their fans. The yes. Knights. And the whole of Queensland. And the Knights fans. I'll tell you what, uh, mm-hmm. poor old Cal. I mean, he's a he's had such a heaven and hell this year watching his night side go around because they have just been so up and down and last week was a massive down. For a team that is supposed to be fighting for a top four spot, what do they lose against? Lost against the Warriors. They only just um, got over the Cowboys. And they, but they got beaten the Cowboys the first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're losing they got, some shit the Bulldogs, games. Did the Bulldogs beat them in Brisbane? Maybe. Not Brisbane, no. Some, I think there was four games that were bottom four teams and they got beat. So very disappointing. It's very um, – just seen like two of us as Sheck. Like, I mean, I know he's a great player, but just to bounce off his left, he turned, um, you know, Piercy inside and out. But, like, Piercy can't – you don't rely just on a one-on-one getting – but you need, you need your, your back rower, like, to protect you. You know, and no one was there for him. You, just go, you can't isolate Piercy one-on-one or any halves. That's what great – that's what – 
your players like your Ponga, he wants to isolate a half or an isolate a, a back row one on one and no inside help. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what two of us, Shet, got twice. Yeah. So I'll be looking at my middles and I'll be looking at my uh, my back rowers. I just think their back row. I say it every week. It needs to change. You got to put Sione Sione Matau T on that left edge, and he just needs to be hitting holes. There's no there's no point of difference again. I'm just saying, I mean, like I played in some of the best back rows ever. It was like me, Sonny Bill and Andrew Ryan were back row. We all brought something different to the table. Mm. You know what I mean? Or myself, Andrew, uh, Rennie Matur and, and, and Sonny Bill. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, everybody has, has different strengths. You know, I think I look at Aiden Guerrero who's, who's, who's aging and he does his own job on the right side of the field. He's not going to hit a hole unless it's about six metres wide. <laughs> Lachlan Fitzgibbon can't break the line, doesn't have a pre-pass. Do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Like the lock, like I love Mitch Barnett. He's playing He well. fucking rips in. Like yeah. he's a Knights player. All the old boys would love him. But like Lachlan Fitzgibbon sitting on that left edge, that's the, that's the primo position. You got, you've got all these, you're getting the great ball. All you've got to do is run that correct line all the time. Or if you are getting early ball, do something creative with it. Yeah. Like it's just like getting him crash ball bang going to get tackled because he's not strong enough to break the line mm. and he doesn't have an offload after the line. So it's like change. I mean, I can't wait till Tyson Frizzell gets there. It's probably going to have. You're probably going to have to wait till Tyson Frizzell gets there. And I've been and I know a lot of Knights fans and they're saying they're echoing the same shit that I'm doing right now. They just don't like the back row because you're going to have Saifidi brothers. You're going to have Clemmer do though rip out rip out those numbers. Do exactly the same thing. But you might as well have. Yeah, Lachlan Fitzgibbon might as well be on the bench and as a as a front row. Mm. You know what I mean? So they just need to change their point of point of attack and the coach doesn't seem to change it. Like never. Like never changes the back row. Like, Maybe he but, doesn't feel like Lachlan Fitzgibbon's got anyone that can replace him. Sionu Tauti can replace him. I'm not saying you don't, I'm saying he doesn't. Well, fucking stop it, O'Brien. Change your team. <laughs> Adam. Otherwise you'll be otherwise you'll be knocked out straight away in the eight. Bang, well, bang. they will. They're You're making done. up the numbers. You'll be done. Sorry, Cal. Souths are playing against the Storm. Souths Damn. were coming good. And I tell you what, that injury to Mitchell, who was really starting That's to find his feet, that is just such a massive tragedy for Souths fans because they were really starting to look yeah. like they were going to do some damage this year. Some of the moves they were doing, some of the... Some of the moves they'll play, they were, they were putting onto some teams, some really good defensive teams, man. They didn't know what they were doing. No. Um, like Latrell was, Latrell was pretty much nearly changing the fullback game because yeah. everyone's like, you need to be like Billy Slater. You need to be like, you know, Brett Stewart. You need to do this. You need to do that. Like he's going to create his own space. It's and not about did. quantity with him, is it? It's, it's just like, he does yeah, things. He doesn't he have does to do one or two things. He yeah. doesn't have to rip out two of us Shek numbers and Kalen Ponga numbers, but they can't do what he does. No. He can't do what they do. The, the skill level that he has and the timing that he has with his outside backs is second to none. And they were just he, – he was finding his groove. And I feel so sorry for him because, you know, I wanted him to finish on a high, get his New South Wales spot back, whether it be on the left side centre or just play himself play himself into that team, give South a fair chance at, at, at having a fair crack at a top four spot or just having a crack at winning the game, winning the, uh, the actual premiership this year. Now that they've – I mean, the South's faithful will go, oh, my God, we're still going to be good, but no. 
but you're no. Not, you're, you're not. You're well, not. Once, you, he, once okay, he's gone, you'll be, he, you know, yeah. you, you'll give it a, you'll give it a, a fair crack. But Alex Johnson can't do what he does. No. And it's and it's a shame because I love seeing Latrell. I love seeing Latrell play good. Him being happy, smiling. You know, instead of like him at the start of you know the first two rounds when everyone was just beating down on him. You know, it's just it just sucks. And he's gonna have to go. He just had his op yesterday. You know, it's a five. It's it's nearly a twelve month injury. He's gonna he's not gonna be out for twelve months. Like, but it's about maybe four, four to six yeah. months, and then it's just like you got to rebuild that body back. So look at Trebojevic, how many his hamstrings yeah. have been. All right, so. That that will be a good game. Storm are just as usual, just ploughing through and just yeah, doing what the Storm doing do. They do. The Gold Coast Titans snuck a win over St George, and people are really starting to realise, I think, how good this Titans side can be. Brimson mm. adds a huge amount at the back. Their forward pack that they've Brimson, got doing a since job he, since he's come back. Oh, they're he's a different side. It. Yeah, uh, and, and I think Fogarty and and uh, and, and the halfback Ash Taylor are starting to find their feet as well. And yeah. Brian, Ke- like, I think the Titans again. We've said this: the difference between a well coached, cohesive side that want to play for each other versus a rabble doesn't matter the player strength or the rosters, whatever, if you've got a good team that plays for each other, then you win games. Yeah. You're not, you might not win all your games. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll see this week because they're both in the bottom four. Got nothing to play for but pride. And, you know, the Bulldogs, you know, they were in it last week, man. Like, Starling got sent off for 10. Yeah. Usually 10 points equates into, like, at least 10 minutes in the bin equates to about at least six points. Yeah. And they got nothing. Nothing. I think Jack White just come off, smoke Lachlan Lewis like he was a kid yeah. off his left foot, like I told you last week what he'd do, right against the grain and score two tries. He like, changed that game. He changed the game, mate. Like we, You know what he does on the left side of the field. If you go up and slide out, he's going to break you in half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's coming through forwards, he's going through, but like it's, that's on Lachlan Lewis and all those, those, those backs out there. They need to come up and shut him down. Yeah. Because he's going to come back into the, all, the, all the guys in the middle. They've been working their ass off for fucking 60 minutes. And then he comes back against the grain. But like, it's, it's up to, you know, it's up to Lachlan Lewis and all these other guys who are marking him to shut him down. We know he's coming off his left foot. You video that shit. You do video after video on him when he's on the left side of the field, left arm carry, right palm, deal with it. Mm. And it happened twice when yeah. the when the game was on the line. It's just like you know, and you know, they just pick, just pick just pick the same players again. Mm. It's bullshit. Well, that's I mean that's essentially what's happening. So I think uh, Manly against the Tigers. This is probably the game. Oh, the Dogs Titans is is a dog shit game where no one really like the re- end of result just for pride. The yeah. the Manly Tigers game is probably the same. If the rumours about the Tigers and the dressing room with Maguire and they've all got their feelings out of joint and all that sort of thing, if that's the case, Manly will probably come out and win this game. Manly will win. It's at Lotto Land. Lotto Land. Lotto Land. And the Tigers, I mean, like that's disappointing to hear rumours like, oh, you know, he's, he's too tough and, you know, like, you know, all these petty little shit. Like this is first grade of, football. You're first grade football. All you do is fucking train. Do the training. I know, I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Just train and play hard. He's got a game plan. He knows what he's doing, Madge. He's 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 a certified winner. He fixes clubs. He fixes players. Like you just got to buy into what he's fucking putting out there. Yeah. And if you're not mentally strong enough, he will want to get rid of you. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and if you, and. and and I just think they just need to buy into this shit because it works. It does work. It works. You know, like he 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 did it with South. He got a he, he got a premiership with those guys. 
He got the best out of those guys as he possibly could, and they won. You know, so like if you're a young player at the Tigers, you'd be like, oh, I might listen to this guy. You know, like I mean, like a Luke Brooks or these young um, young forwards that they've got going. Um, just just buy in. Like it's a hard game, man. Like it's a hard game. I get it. I know. I know how hard it is. Like trust me. But fuck me, I don't want to hear any excuses. The grand final replay, the actual grand final replay this year. Yes. Rather than me mm. making up just two teams that didn't play in it. Uh, they're playing this weekend in Canberra. You yeah. think Canberra will win? I just think because of the conditions. Yep. Like, I'm not sure if you've like, seen games down there, 7.30 in the... I mean, are we still in winter? Uh, no, spring. Spring well, has sprung. The grass has riz, William. Is Riz. Um, but I just think it's Canberra. It's miserable. There's not much of a crowd going to be there. Um, I just think, you know, the Roost, this, they, they, they hate each other now. It's a rivalry game. I know big SBW is coming back, but don't expect too much from the big guy. They'll, they'll slow him in. You know, guys will be waiting to just, people have been just waiting for this anticipation. You know what I mean? And I don't like the, I mean, reading a couple of things on, on Twitter and so oh, there's more than one there's more than one person playing this week. So shut the fuck up, man. It's Sonny Bill Williams. Like respect respect it. Kind Res- of a big just, name. He's a big name. He's a superstar. The dude's a megastar. Yeah. You know what I mean? How about you just respect it and go, hey, fuck, he's back in our game. Thank God. Do you reckon they'll play him in the middle? I think I think Robbo will play him in the middle. They'll play him out wide a little bit. I think just that direction in the middle that, Whatever they've been losing with um, losing Victor Radley, how he's that connection between both sides, putting pressure off uh, Flanagan because of the skill level on on Sonny Bill is ridiculous. Yeah, he can sure. go down short sides and do some shit that you just nobody else can do. And I just think what he brings off the field and his presence on the field and the guys like Takeaho and the Tupanuas and the Tupos and all these young kids are like who idolise this guy watching him. They're like, fuck, I'm playing with Sonny Bill Williams now. Yeah, yeah. I need to play good. I've got to make that extra effort. I've got to do all these little things. Like that that's what he, that's what he brings. Yeah. He's not gonna you're not you're gonna look at highlights. I was looking at highlights just on the NRL app and uh, it was all the highlights when we were playing at the dogs. The dude was a different animal, man. He yeah. was a fucking one of our. He's one of our greatest athletes. Let's just in, sit back and enjoy it. Just like the hate that we have for that like people have for Cameron Smith. Just sit back, shut up, and enjoy it. Yeah, these guys are like they're Hall of Fame players, man. You know, they're, they're near immortal players. Like, let's just sit back, enjoy the ride. Sunny Bill's back. We thought we lost him. We thought we lost him to Union and then he signed this deal with Toronto Wolfpack. Now he's playing with the Roosters. We get to watch this guy go around again yep. and potentially win another premiership and be, a, and, and, be, and, be one, and be one of the greatest players that we've ever seen. Let's just sit back and enjoy what we see. You know, the Cameron Smiths and that, man. Just back off. Can we not fucking please everyone? No, you can't. I saw, get on social media and you, you'll see that. Well, I, saw, I was actually on social media and I saw a thing where they had an article back from when he made his debut at 17 saying the next Willie. That was nice. Yeah, it was nice. You were only probably two years older. He was, no, I was I'm five years older than him. I've never, I remember playing in that debut. I've never seen a better debut. Never, ever seen a better debut than a 19-year-old, 18-year-old, 18-year-old kid, just fucking school, a Parramatta bunch of men like he's just like stepping off his right palming off guys who are playing for Australia and like Hindmarsh I think he threw Hindmarsh into the grandstand 
I'm pretty sure, like big Michael Vella into the grandstand. Like he just schooled all these guys, Nathan Kalis. I'm like, damn, this kid is so young, playing like a boss. And he hasn't changed, man. New Zealand Warriors, who are everyone's favourite team at the moment, are playing against the Parramatta Eels, who are in a filthy, filthy form slump. And anyone mm. who says that they're not is kidding because they have been woeful for six weeks. 38 nil was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Shane Abu. Who did you back? Shut up. But I only cha- I changed. <laughs> no, because you bullied me into it. You bullied me the week before. So yeah, I did. No, that's it. One all. But You're Shane, a bully. No, no bullies around here. No bullies in here, apart from people when Craig walks in. He bullies everyone. He's mm. a horrible person. I wish someone had arrested him. Yep. Shane Abood, who is a good friend now. of the show, and he's a mate of mine. Yep. He's a mad Westie. Uh, he's moved to the eastern suburbs, seen the this light. This is from uh, Ian Byrne, who does not cross... Anzac Parade. Yeah, well, I anything. Do, I do it now because Finn's league is in Balmain. <laughs> but uh, he wants to know: Is Brad Arthur a myth or not? He's not a myth. No, I think they're just in, they're in they're in a form slump. I think it it's coming from uh, Campbell Gillard and uh, Junior Paula. They're not getting those meters that they used to. They need to really um, just tough those first twenty minutes out like they were doing when they were playing good football. Bust through the middle. They got a gun pack. And they've got guys that are willing to do the tough stuff. And I just think they're, they're trying to score too quick and off the, off the fancy play all the time. Um, they just need to uh, just go back to that old school sort of sort of play where big uh, Campbell Gillard just wants the ball, get his 200 metres. Paulo, get his 200 metres. Offloads, just some second phase, all that kind of stuff. Play pre-line passes. Have Madison and the other back row hit holes. Um, I think Madison's been a little bit down on his form. Nathan Brown, they're not supporting him like they used to. Um, Dylan just, Brown's a big loss too. Dylan Brown is a big loss, but Moses needs to step up. I think Moses he wants he wants the keys to the to the Ferrari. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So like he needs to step up. And speaking to Joey last week, he was he was highly disappointed in in their attack because. You know what they practiced was because it was that, shit. Was not that, yeah. and, it, and it obviously doesn't reflect on Joey. But I mean, like him being the halves coach, you know, it's I mean, definitely like, Joey's fault. Yeah, they try and put it on Joey, but I mean, like he cannot, he cannot put his fucking brain into Moses and just go do this. You know, their, their forwards need just put the onus back on the forwards. And if the coach was any good, he'd be like, you know what, forwards get us out of this shit. Yep. And then we go wide when we can because we've got the best, one of the best back fives in the comp. Let's just. Um, Let's get back to that old school shit because that's semi-final stuff because those forwards need to roll their sleeves up and play some tough stuff. And I'm not saying they're not. They're willing to, but they're willing to go wide very early. Yeah. So. Uh, Cowboys and George don't care. So, all right, let's go through our tips. Broncos, Pen- am I going to read them out or are you just going to uh, go I'll through go, your go phone? Through. There we it's go. It's going to be hard one, man. Um, I'm going to go to Panthers, but I'm going to death ride him because of Ivan Cleary. <laughs> Sharks. Storm, Bulldogs, Eagles, Raiders, because I backed them. You're better after all that. Uh, Eels, and this is, oh, God, Dragons. All right. No, Cowboys. Ooh. Because it's up there. It's up there. Oh, is that, I th- yeah. Is okay. Tamalolo still out? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm going to regret that. Penrith. Knights, Storm, Titans, Manly, Roosters. Uh, oh, para. Go on. Have it. Have the balls. Nah, they've got to come back. 
Don't. I'm not falling for that crap again. <laughs> uh, Parramatta and then Warriors. Warriors 36-6 last week. Come on. Yeah, against the Knights. Uh, so oh, Cowboys and George. What do you go, Cowboys? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go St. George. Let's make this mm. really interesting. How many? Do we know how many I'm in front by Craig? Two. Only five. Ooh. Oh, this could be the week. This could be the week. could be the week. All right. I'm coming up. There we go. I'm coming up. I'm still going to beat you. Let me tell you, I was a little bit surprised to read today in the newspaper that Lionel Messi has just signed a deal, and I say a billion dollars, a gazillion dollars, literally signed a deal for about a billion dollars. Wow. How old is he? 34, 35? Yeah. I, I cannot believe the money that they are talking about in there. Soccer is the lowest sport and of wa- all time. And he wants out too. It's just like he wants to, he wants to go Man City. Yeah. I would do for a billion dollars. Wow. I'd go and play for man. the Toronto Woodpackers. At, you know? It's, I chose the wrong sport. I should be a goalkeeper for Man City or something. You would have been an all right goalkeeper, actually. It's, it is a terrible sport, though. <laughs> they, they get did flogged, you, bro. They get flogged. Did you ever. I mean, you're a big dog yeah. walking around the world on your, mm-hmm. you know, your little jaunts. Did you ever come into contact with any soccer players? I did. I mean, so we have the Manchester United jersey here. So in 2005, uh, obviously we've been talking Willie's tales and it's all pretty much been about partying and having a good time. So I've actually had a really good time professionally as well and got to visit um, Manchester United in 2005. This is when they just signed Ronaldo. They've got uh, Rooney. They've got uh, Giggs, all those sort of guys. You know, um, who's the crazy Irish guy? Roy Keane. Roy Keane. So Roy Keane. So we, we go into the – so we get access. So, so we get to watch them train, watch, get to watch them um, go through a lot of things and go through all their facilities. And, mate, it's just – it's it's next level, man. Was this on the back of an Aussie trip? Is that – Yeah, this is while we're in Manchester. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this is on a kangaroo tour. So Alex Ferguson, Wayne Bennett – two of the greats in their in their own sports, in their own worlds, and they just could not stop talking to each other. Yep. It's ridiculous. So um, we were doing the whole tour. Um, we ended up speaking to Roy Keane. So he was, I don't know, he was. I think he was just on one that day, like just pissed off at the world. Uh, he was bagging all these young guys. I think Ronaldo just signed with the club and he was, you know, these imports and he's probably he's a proper Irishman, you know what I mean, a hard-working you know, blue collar working. You know, he goes, you know, in an Irish voice. You know, they're coming with a, you know, with the same cars as us. They're acting like they they own the city and they have done fucking nothing and this and that. And I thought, okay, well, that's just that's just him. That's that's this way he's thinking. All this kind of stuff. So we went outside. We watched Ronaldo train. We watched Rooney. And speaking about goalkeepers, we watched the goalkeepers are on a whole different field. There were about two fields that way, just doing ups and down, up, down, up, down, sprint, sprint, sprint. They were training the hardest. But it was interesting to watch, I think, if you are a soccer fan or a soccer player, they, they do some drill at the start where everyone's in a circle, you've got three defenders, and they do a couple of moves, and then they kick the ball on. So, But if your ball gets intercepted or defended against, you go in. So we're watching Ronaldo going, Fuck, he's been he's he tried to put about like five or six like ridiculous moves where most people would be pretty they'd play it safe. One, two, one, two, bang and pass the ball and he'd like flick it behind his head, land on the on the fucking back of his neck. It was just it was ridiculous. And he got caught about four times and didn't go in. 
And I was like, look at this little motherfucker, man. He's not even going in. So we picked it out. We was like, I was there with Minnie and a few of the boys. I said, he's been done at least about four or five times. And you could see the guys in the middle going, who's going to tell him? What do we do? What do we do? Because at that stage, he couldn't even speak English. Apparently, Ferguson, if he had a, if he wanted to have a talk to him, he had to go through his manager. Get a translator. To talk to him and get a translator, yeah. So at training, he just used to do what he wanted to. He knew, but I think that's a worldwide drill in soccer. He just didn't want to do it. He's like, fuck you, I'm not, I'm not going in. The and facilities over there, are they, oh be, are they better than the NFL? I think they're on par. They're on par or even better. Is it know, better than Lotto Land? It's up there with Lotto Land. It goes Lotto it's Land. Up, it's up to Lotto Land and then and it's then like... And then the Chelsea ground. And then like the LA, Rams, the LA Rams new ground. Uh, that's up there. But like, yeah, they, they've got everything. And, they, and back in 2005, just say if you had a key like this, if you did any any cardio, so this would be like um, whatever, it'd have all your all your data on it. You'd stick it in there so you couldn't you couldn't just go on the bike and go, oh, yeah, I just, yeah, I did 5K, yeah, whatever. No, this would measure everything. So you could go in whatever, whatever day or whatever... Whatever you're doing, so it's pretty much the trainer didn't have to do shit. Yeah, they had like all these spas, and it was just it was like a retreat. You know what I mean? They had the under 15s cleaning their boots, washing their gear, so all their gears washed. They got lunch, dinner, whatever, everything served. Like whatever they wanted was just at their back and call. And I'm pretty sure NFL, NBA, all those sort of guys, they, they've got that sort of deal as well. So anyway, so going out watching Ronaldo do all this kind of stuff, we're like, he's not he's not going he's not going in. So he took. He actually went. All right, fuck it. I think it was about the seventh time he got caught. He took the guy, took his jersey. Also, he gave him the pink jersey. Got in, and then went. And usually, as a defender, you wouldn't go in that hard. Bang! Went as hard as he could at this bloke, this young kid, probably never ever played a game. He went. So he got straight back in. Yeah. And then we watched him do forty meter sprints, and it was just, it was, it was freaky just, just to watch it. And anyway, going back to Keane, he held a press conference that day. And was going, he said the exact same thing to us. I was thinking, well, he's saying that to us, like just because, you know, he's pissed off and, you know, he's just talking to a bunch of Aussie blokes and whatever. He said the exact same thing and he got sacked that day. Oh, really? He got sacked. That was his last day of training because yeah, he just, right. he said that exact same thing. But it was an eye opener just to see the way they live in Manchester. They, they're kings up there, man. They are kings, especially at that time. They, they were unbeatable. They were Champions League. Um, Winners, they used to they'll, they'll win in the the Premier League, all this sort of stuff. We're watching like a young Ronaldo and Ronaldo and Rooney and Keane, like Keane, all these sort of blokes. They were freaks, man. Their training was just like precise. It was freezing fucking cold, man. Wayne just would not leave. He fucking Ferguson just locked horns. It was like they were just two lost long brothers, you know, long lost brothers. Like for about an hour and a half, we were sitting there waiting. This is whilst we've already been there for two and a half hours going through the whole, the whole thing, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a next level that English Premier League and mate, I can only imagine what Barcelona's like. Well, my mate actually told me years ago the reason soccer players get paid so much is because if they didn't pay them that much, no one would ever play the game because it's such a woeful game. <laughs> Good on I, you, Messi. I was, I was, yeah, I, I respect their game, man. It's 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 ridiculous the skill level that they have, man. They deserve every cent they get. A billion dollars. Billion dollars, Messi. Good luck to you, bro. Good on you. 
Thank you for tuning in once again to our show. It is lovely to be able to bring it to you. We love doing it. Mm. We have had massive support from Neds. We've had massive support from a few little companies that are starting to come on board now yeah. that we'll be able to Shawshank, announce soon. Shawshank, James Shawshank. Shawshank. He's coming on board. Great, great clothing line, and, and they do some terrific stuff he in that space. He wants to change your, um, your Nirvana going on there yeah if anyone's looking at this this is not a Shawshank top so don't don't you can feel safe Uh, the other thing that we would like you to do is to rate review and subscribe on some things iTunes and Spotify and uh, we also would really like those local clubs to start it's getting to the business end I mean, I, I think uh, all the, the local juniors are coming to an end at least in the next, next couple of weeks. So just send in your videos. Tell us why. Why we should give you some gear. Just don't, as I said, I say it every week, don't give us some petty excuse like, oh my God, we just deserve it because a lot of teams deserve it. You know? So come up with some, uh, not an excuse, but a decent, decent, a decent reason why you deserve what we're going to give you guys. We, you know, we're going to end up with a fair bit of money. Yeah. Because I keep putting on crazy multis and I'm going to win one. You are not looking the best so far. No. We'll get there. We'll get there. Get involved. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.